Welcome to Sheer Heart Attack, Queen, Episode 3 from the Light the Sky podcast, where we go track by track, album by album, through some of the greatest discographies in history. And uh, we're only three albums deep into Queen, and already we seem to be reaching an apex, uh, generally regarded as one of their better albums, uh, highly reviewed, highly rated, and strangely enough, seem to be uh, apparently written and recorded maybe in two weeks or very short amount of time due to some circumstances within the band so uh sometimes it's interesting how that can work out because uh i'll save my opinions for my turn but uh this will be an interesting one uh it was two weeks enough effort to put into this or uh what would they have done with more uh let's find out uh take it away chris you're up first today what are your thoughts on queen's sheer heart attack uh, yeah this was kind of interesting and uh i can't remember who wrote this little uh uh, comment, but uh, yeah, the yeah, Queen definitely for this record kind of threw everything that they had in their wheelbox. Uh, I mean, pretty much every every influence, every new thing that they were coming up with. Because yeah, this is a very like yeah, there this isn't one specific genre record. I mean, there's heavy rock. Yeah, there's uh, what they're kind of the more uh, kind of more theatrical stuff that they were doing. Uh, uh, and maybe maybe the order kind of bugged me too because you've got like where everything where you're like wow this is a real hard rocker and then all of a sudden you'd get like this real uh, even more than the last two records I think it really um, it really kind of throws you even more but uh, I will say yeah the hooks are back um, the even the lesser known songs on here you kind of yeah they really kind of fill you up a little bit um, not that all of them didn't re- uh, not all of them specifically resonated but uh, I do appreciate that yeah that they're yeah slowly kind of pushing forward and kind of yeah, kind of really solidifying um, yeah, what uh, they uh, became known for. Um, uh, but yeah, this is, again, as far as yeah, just quintessential queen, yeah, they're still uh, riding up the mountain. Yeah, they're kind of getting, yeah, they're finding their strengths. Uh, and uh, and funny enough for, I know it's a short record, but 13 songs is a little intimidating at first, but when you realize, oh, okay, they've got like these weird little, yeah, kind of like long songs, long songs mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, so that's not too stressful. Because, yeah, when I first looked at this, I'm like, oh, God, okay. And you know there's going to be a lot of those little like, yeah, uh, not that I don't appreciate it, but a lot of those little queen ditties that are going to be like, you got Freddie on piano, which is great. I'm not saying that, but uh uh, uh sometimes yeah it kind of overloads a little bit um so yeah i uh i'm probably going to be sitting in the middle a little bit as far as what uh uh as far as comparing it to the last two records uh, i'm probably gonna give it a seven out of ten uh i think i still yeah just for the f- pure ferocity of the first record i think that's still the one that i kind of hold the highest in, uh, in highest regard uh, but I appreciate here that they're kind of yeah they're they're trying to push the hooks a little bit and they're trying to make the music a little bit more memorable. Um, after kind of stumbling, I think a little bit on Queen too. Yeah, where here it's like okay, yeah, there's the riff. Yeah, here's the uh, where you you got the balance of yeah production and musicality. Yeah, where it's not just where you're just feels like just one long jam. Now it feels like they're really yeah they're really kind of bringing it together. So uh, yeah, seven out of ten for me. Sure. Sounds uh, good. Uh, Kevin, you're up next. What are your thoughts on Sheer Heart Attack? Yeah. Um, I know I went into Queen 2 aiming high, and I was hoping that it was going to hit that 7 out of 10 mark for me from the start. So I think it's fair to say that by the end of our episode, by the end of our discussion, it did not hit that mark. Um, in this 
album, I'm going to kind of go the opposite, but I'm not going to drop the rating that much. I'm going to start off by giving it a 6.5, and I'm going to say that there's probably room for improvement there. Um, I, I don't don't particularly see it being, be, you know, I'm not going to drop it to a 4, I don't think, um, for any reason. Um, I feel like some of these songs are just... 75% of the way there. Some of them are 100% and mm-hmm. are incredible songs and some of them are like man, maybe I wish they had more time. Maybe this song could use a little bit more pre-production. Um maybe this song was done better on the last album or Queen 1. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. It's like ah, it's there. I feel like I enjoy in a way I enjoy the focus more. That there's mm-hmm. a little bit less fantasy here, which yeah, I'm fine with. Sure. <laughs> and I feel like the songwriting is a bit more focused, but mm-hmm. maybe like the complete package and maybe the complete some of these complete songs just uh, I'm just waiting for it to push over the edge. So, this is a fun discovery, but maybe not quite there yet. Okay. So, what was your score again? No, 6.5. Six, six and a half. Yeah. Okay. Uh I find this album to be resourceful um it really takes a lot in and i mean it it comes together as a package for me that i wasn't anticipating um i absolutely love the proto van halen feel yes of this record i was not expecting that and i love it i i think this record came together in a way that the previous two didn't um, perhaps it was just me listening top to bottom on this and then going back to the top and just saying, oh yeah, now I feel like that one fits in a little bit better. Maybe I would have passed over Lily of the Valley, but now I can see why it fits in, you know, in between the other longer songs or, oh man, I could just, I, I mean, I like stuff that gets the blood going, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's music or any kind of media or something like I want some kind of excitement and, and they had their moments on this record where, I mean, like Stone Cold Crazy is just as Van Halen as you would expect for a 1974. It's like I never really made that connection or thought of it, but I absolutely love it. And the score will definitely reflect that. Might be a little bit more of a personal opinion than an actual empirical or um, just objective opinion. But I am going with a nine on this one for sure. A Queen record that I will come back to and for sure a Queen album that made the most of the resources that they were given. Nice. Alex, your thoughts? Yeah, I like a lot of the thoughts so far, uh, but I think I'm going to lean a little bit more into Mark's angle on this, where going into this album, the only songs I knew were Killer Queen and Stone Cold Crazy. Um, I I was able to discover sort of like a goodbye blue sky. If you're going back to our Pink Floyd uh, days where I discovered it for the first time this past week. And now it is one of my favorite Queen songs and it's been on repeat since I've heard it. So I'm looking forward to talking about that one. Uh, Queen? No, 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 it's one I haven't mentioned yet. So yeah, no, I'll agree. Um, I said it's the best, I think it's the best album collectively so far out of the three. I think they finally got the production right uh and i think it's the perfect blend of you know kick the door down kind of van halen rockers 
And the reason why we're mentioning Van Halen is because we covered them, so it's still kind of fresh. Uh, Some of the prog elements, and then even some quirky little fun songs here and there, and I think Mm -hmm. it all works. So I kind of had a hard time really picking what I would get rid of. It was more just kind of picking it because I, you know, it's part of the game and that's what we do. But yeah, overall, I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to go high. I'm going to go eight and a half out of ten. I actually, it took me a few listens uh, to really kind of get it, but over a past few listens i'm like okay yeah this actually does flow pretty well and there's a lot of cool things on this so yeah eight and a half so with that in mind uh chris kevin how many times did you listen to this album uh just a few times i think just uh twice um i actually knew a few more songs on here uh i think like there were maybe two i know alex said there were one or two songs and here there were about three or four that i recognized um yeah, I, you know, it's funny. This is kind of the, I remember reading something somewhere uh, that uh, the Queen was considered kind of one of the definitive kind of singles acts of their generation, or even maybe of all time. And I think this is really where it kind of comes into fruition, where the first couple records were kind of very kind of middle of the road albums, like album where you could kind of, there wasn't one, any specific kind of uh, number of songs that stood out. But here you really see, like, okay, they're, yeah, this is where they kind of start to meet into that definition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, this being the yeah. first record with their rec- first, you know, most recognizable hit. Hit, right. Yeah, where you got that. Uh, yeah, you've got uh, yeah, Stone Cold Crazy. I, I wouldn't consider that maybe, a, but it's, um, I know it's become a classic for rock fans. Uh, you got mm-hmm. Brighton Rock, which is another, I know, a, a live favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get into it in the discussion. But uh, even sure. Now I'm Here uh, is also another. Uh, but you can see, yeah, this is, I think, the first record yeah, where you have it more than like one strong kind of moment. Yeah. Where he really jumps out at you for leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause yeah, on the first two records you had, uh, uh, maybe one or two or maybe even one. Uh, uh, but here it's like, okay, they're getting, they're, they're kind of, they're getting into more of a pop. Yeah. This is kind of where the for them. I mean, there's the heavy rock is still there, but you're starting to see that they're kind of like, like getting comfortable with kind of, yeah, with the, if you want to call it the hit singles or the top. Sure. So, Kevin, how many times did you listen to this one? Uh, three, I would say. Okay. And I don't know. There wasn't a huge desire to give it a fourth. Uh, not that it was bad, but it's it's like later, it, you know, in the weekend, I wasn't like, you know what? I really feel like putting on Sheer Heart Attack. Like, yeah, I like some of these songs, but usually by the time I got to the end of the album, I was like, all right, time to put on something else. No, so. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to emphasize, uh, yeah, as far as going back to hit singles, yeah, those were the songs I really kept coming back to, were like the three or four so- mm-hmm. like kind of well-known songs on here. Where the other ones, it was more just for uh, kind of just an analysis for the uh, discussion. But uh, uh, yeah, as far as listening top to bottom, yeah, I had a hard time really kind of like we're again like with the previous records, like okay, I can appreciate it objectively what they're doing here from just knowing the history of the band and like in as far as who they were. But uh, as far as just casual listening where it's like, okay, we're just get stuck in there. Um, sure. It's still kind of, yeah, we're, I guess you could stay, Sam still kind of in that right with the first two queen records. But again, here, I mean, I said, yeah, the, the, the songwriting is definitely stronger and, and the sound is a lot better, but yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it sounds like Alex, you listen to this uh, more than 
two or three times then probably around there i listened to it again on a bike ride today so it was kind of nice you know i was trying to do a thing where i listened to it sort of in a couple different environments like you know through headphones and then through loudspeakers and then maybe out when i was doing something else like riding a bike or driving to you know because sometimes you listen to stuff in headphones and it's like all right it's very secluded and it's cool and you can hear everything but then like kind of listening to it outside of that where you're kind of distracted, you kind of hear things maybe a little bit differently. So I tried to do that with that. And I will say like maybe this last listen, like today on my bike ride is when stuff started clicking a little bit more. So I probably would have been a little bit more in like Chris and Kevin's camp, you know, earlier in the week, but these last couple listens, like, all right, yeah, these are sounding a little bit better. So, well, it sounds similar to how I experienced it to where, when I listened to this earlier in the week, and I probably listened to this album maybe about 10 times in total. Wow. You know, I, I gave it maybe two or three spins. Well, um, you know, like earlier this week I was, I was, uh, storyboarding, um, for a concept. And so it's kind of just, you know, um, you know, very like music as soundtrack uh, in a way, and and really just it all kind of washed together. Aside from like, oh yeah, there's Killer Queen and and some called Crazy, uh, but it really wasn't too noticeable. It wasn't until I, um, I this weekend uh, I uh, was attempting an ambitious project uh, with one of my cars in my garage, so like I threw <laughs> that on in the background, and it just you know it played a couple of times over, and it, that that's when it really started coming. Like, oh yeah, that one, like that really fits well. So. Yeah. Like it was more of just kind of like the, um, you know, uh, listening to this music and trying to be creative at the same time, you know, wasn't really working well. But listening to this music and trying to be mechanical or, you know, going for a bike ride or whatever definitely felt uh, at least that's where it started to come together for me. So four different experiences. And uh, let's see how it uh, shakes out. Uh, It's already started off with four different or four kind of different outcomes. And I have a high bar to defend here. So I guess we'll get started. Kevin, uh, give us a track by track. Yeah, this is Brighton Rock. Yeah, this is a really interesting song because you've got like all these different. Uh, I don't know. What, I don't know if it bugged you guys, but yeah, that almost like that Barry Gibb kind of high falsetto. <laughs> yeah, I almost and then that was kind of predated Barry Gibb getting into that in the Bee Gees. So I thought that was kind of. Uh, I don't well, know if there I was like somebody. That part, I mean, when he would do that, and then he would drop out of that range, and it was yeah, that, so I, I will, Freddie yeah, Mercury. It, it helped anchor it a little bit because I'm like, yeah, hopefully, he doesn't just stop there because yeah, that would have been really. Yeah. Uh, I guess maybe a little too camp for me, but uh, I don't know if you guys noticed because you know in the um, at the end of the uh, previous record, in the end of uh, Seven Seas of Rye, where you've got like that kind of like that bar room or that out at yep. like, the carnival kind of. Oh, yeah. You notice it, it kind of sounds like uh, at the beginning of this song, you get where it almost transitions. I don't know if you guys caught right that. into it almost, yeah. yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. You'd love to have that where each record kind of, kind of one where one ends, the other kind of begins, where there's no like separate concept. So I thought that was kind of cool. 
Yeah, uh, for all the concepting that went on in Pink Floyd, we never even saw that, did we? Unless I missed it, and I don't care to revisit it. So I it was weird. I was trying to figure. I'm like, why is it fading? Because it sounded like it was fading Shot out. Of the right? Yeah. Um, uh, the riffing in here is really great. Uh, yeah, Kevin, oh, if yes, you could play it at 148, uh, just whatever that breakdown is, there is really cool. Yeah. Back to the high energy to start off the right. album. I like Which it, is good. but it's, it, the one thing I will <laughs> criticize on this song is, I mean, does anybody else think it was just a little repetitive? Like he just uh, kind of does the same pattern over and over. He goes down to the E and then up to the E and then he just goes da, 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 and then blues his back down. Like it just kind of just, you know, it's, it's I felt like he did the same thing three or four times. It's got a little bit of a primal kind of just like, I don't know, you're just not, you're not thinking, you're just kind of in the, in the feels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah, it might have been I, a bit noodly, but yeah. What I did find on this one is that I felt like part of it, the structure-wise, was a little father to son, where we, mm-hmm. more energy. But I feel like oh, here's our middle jam session. You know, mm-hmm. c- you know, cut Freddie for like three, four minutes, and they're whatever, you know. Yeah. And then okay, now he comes in at the end. I don't know. I thought and the, then I, here's the end of the song. Yeah, I thought the riffing was a little bit more memorable here. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's better without. Father and Son was a bit uh, more bizarre. Like they had a whole Beach Boys section, and then there right. was straight up Black Sabbath. Thirty yeah, seconds he, later. Yeah, here, here again, because again, we're okay, we're album three. Okay, we're kind of getting a little bit better grasp of the compositional process. Okay, we. Uh, and it's got it's got this very like it's almost it's very very bright rocker too, which is kind of real bright and rock. I don't know if that's yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, very yeah yeah. Just again, I mean, it's in the Queen vein. Uh, I know, unfortunately, they'll kind of be they they would get away from this a little bit, but uh, it's yeah, it's almost like you can feel they're sl- slowly leaving. Yeah, the uh, like the heaviness of their first three records. Is as heavy as the song is, it feels like they're breaking away from just the guts yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. But, but there's that part that Kevin played that that kind of just like that really loose but in in time guitar that did it, did it, did it, it sounds like there was a several moments here where it's like Eddie Van Halen, yeah, oh yeah, like, it yeah. just feels like that, that loose but in time style. It's still a little poppier though, I think, yeah. With a tight uh, band, uh, I think that was my point. I was trying to make it just a lot poppier than what they had had done as far as their heavier rock songs. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that same thing because this one, when I first listened to it this week, I think I I had kind of went into this song having higher expectations for it just because I feel like I had seen that title before and I'm like, all right, this is, I, I think, one of the more popular, I think, Queen songs, at least as like a live staple. So, and I had never heard it before. So listening to it, I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird at first. And then eventually once it started rocking out and jamming, I really liked it. <clears throat> Great guitar work. Brian's tone is awesome. And I, I just, I keep getting kind of mesmerized by Brian's lead playing. I mean, he can kind of play a lot of different styles really well and he's tasteful mm-hmm. and he, he can play pretty fast. I mean, he's, he's a great guitar player. One that I, I guess I didn't put a lot of thought into before. Um, but yeah, definitely this song has given me Van Halen one vibes. It's just, I could totally see, uh, something like on fire with like the Mm -hmm. vocals, but then something almost into like an, I'm the one where it's really kind of fast and off the cuff and they're just, 
like That's trying what it is. to I'm the one. show like, it's off. So offbeat. Yeah, and the fact yeah. that it ends on that Hendrix chord too—that's totally a Van Halen move. And I know this would have came out before Van Halen one, but it's just sort of that idea. So I, I could totally see them playing this or like a loss of control where they're getting a little weird with the vocals and they're getting high in the range, but they're also trying to shred and play really fast. And syncopation is great. So yeah, this is one that that grew on me quite a bit over the week. Yeah, I want to play uh, one of my uh, top, I had one last week, but one of my top warm blanket moments from Queen. This right here is so good. Every time it kicks in, it just it just fills you up right here. Uh, very early on in the song, too, so I appreciate that, especially if we cut out kind of the intro. It's right off the bat. that just that just it's so it's so cool that they can be so weird with the vocals and it's like where is this going this is kind of like kind of fairy and weird and willy wonka Mm -hmm. or something like that but then they find some part of the vocal to be like oh there it is that's super catchy and they can bring it back yeah yeah yeah, and that's and that's the important thing he pulls it back just in time where before it really kind of goes over the into the complete weird territory I think you don't expect that here, but yeah. Yeah, I I think that's a great way to put a lot of Queen, at least the Queen you've experienced, just in time, just Mm -hmm. enough. Like they only did just a little bit of that idea. If they did five minutes of that, you'd be just bashing your head. Yeah, I mean, I'm the, the, you know, you'd be ripping the headphones off your head, but Queen (laughs) just knows how just to give you a little bit of the weirdness and then they move on and then they, you know, they've, they've, they've perfected that art. Sure. All right. Well, it's time to move on. If you wanted a three-minute pop song to rule the charts, you got one, and this is Killer Queen. Yeah, this is the first time, I think, where they really make that sound that they've been working on their own, where it doesn't sound so much connected to like that kind of early 20th century or 1920s kind of theater music. Uh, Here it sounds like, wow, what is that? I've never heard. Like it has these weird kind of like old school vibes, but it doesn't sound dated. It's really odd. I can't can't explain it. Uh, And I I can imagine... Yeah, fans in uh, yeah, 1974 going like, uh, it's like okay, like I know they've been working on, it, but now it like it works. Yeah, where yeah, it's like I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. The, the song that you know, when I was talking to uh, to my dad, he just said this was everywhere at the time, and and you couldn't turn around without being right. you know subjected to killer coin, and so I can get where uh, it might get tired. I mean, Queen to me is a 
band, at least to, from my experience so far before going through this, it's like, well, they're the greatest hits band and you know all of them and you've heard all of them and you're, you're kind of tired of most of them. Uh, and there's certain songs like Bohemian Rhapsody that I would like to never hear again in my life. <laughs> and then there are other songs like Don't Stop Me Now that I've heard a million times and I could continue to listen to. And I just right. think it's one of the greatest pieces of, of music that they ever put out. And, and Killer Queen is right in the middle of those two. <laughs> it's right. like, I've heard it a million times and you hear it and you're like, oh, it's not bad. And like, oh yeah, that's the Killer Killer Queen album. I mean, uh, it's just the way the Mary Antoinette has always been a hook. I don't know why. Well, that, the, oh, that, yeah, that's that's the other thing as far as like, okay, this is where we really get into as far as Freddie being very kind of whimsical with his lyrical writing. Not that you didn't have that, uh, like on uh, was it the Black Queen or whatever songs like that. But here it sounds like he's like there's confidence in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where he just kind of. Like where you, he says it, and you kind of believe whatever that is. I mean, because yeah. yeah, again, this is a real, a real imagery kind of based. Uh, let me see if I've got the uh, without dwelling too much on it. Yeah, well, yeah she he, keeps he, he, Moa he, a Shonda in her pretty cabinet. Yeah, let them eat cake. She says, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I that's that's just so Freddie. And I think yeah. he kind of almost created his own kind of. Yeah, it's like super glam or for whatever you want to call it. It's very yeah. Well, here's a thought exercise for this record. Um, let's say in the two week writing process that they had, they just never came up with this, that it just, it just was as it never was realized. And so take killer queen off of this album. How different is it? And how different is their career trajectory? Considering that the label was, uh, I believe would be, was after this was like, well, you know, you got to follow up killer queen with something that was such a huge hit. But what if they just put out a, a, a record that had, Brighton rock and and you know just a lot of solid kick down the door rockers, but it didn't have that pop staple. You know how would that have changed yeah, they, career? Yeah, they, they right. They probably would have just been relegated just to a normal like stock and trade kind of rock band. I mean, mm-hmm. with a little so, bit of kind of that their own identity. I mean, they still that, that queen, can, yeah that queen sound I, is still there. But I think that Killer Queen, regardless if you've heard it too many times or not, I think really established that like okay, like we have our trademark and we kind I, of have I, realized it. I'm going to say that it wouldn't have changed the tra- trajectory that much. I feel like it's it was inevitable. Yeah, that they that still would have realized. That this, this was going to happen no matter what. You could, you could hear it happening in the last two albums, and yeah. I think this is the first kind of time where, you, like, where their fig- sound and songwriting and production all kind of come together. Yeah, they, in fig- that, they figured, they in that figured that it out, whatever that is. Yeah, whatever they right. are. And, yeah. and I think that's especially in terms of the production and the song. It's like in some songs on the last two albums, there were times when it's just like production. Like, was it necessary? Like, I'm not sure. You know, okay, it was cool. It was cool that you did it. But here I feel like, man, all the choices just fit in the song so well. The the phaser, flanger on the vocals, the little, you know, spoken word here, left, right. It just perfect. And then done. That's it. And it's like, oh. Well, that you know that that was going to happen anyway. I think, but maybe it was a light bulb going off at the same time. It's like, wow, boy, here, did that work! <laughs> yeah, and here's another thought I have. This is maybe unrelated to the song, but more toward the album and, and sale of uh, sales ability. Um, the album cover, such a big part of 1974, and uh, you know what, which which teenager would spend his <laughs> ten pence or whatever on on one record, and really you were gonna judge it based on the album cover. And, uh, uh, not a good one, really. And Queen, really not uh, known for them. I mean, I 
Just, yeah, just, I don't know. Like the sheer heart attack and just like the complete lack of imagination in, in any right. kind of design whatsoever. And for, um, uh, yeah, for but it, it, it sold enough to get people, you know, right. maybe it was a song that had uh, that drove people to the record. But, right. And uh, I, it we don't funny. talk about it usually, but it's a big part of these albums and uh, especially in this era. It's funny. I and I. This is actually one of the. I remember this album cover from like a, even like when I was younger, and it was always kind of like a weird, awkward kind of. Mm-hmm. It's like a bunch of like four kind of like oily, weird guys on that. Shirtless, <laughs> like, why is it upside down? Like the, the, and and just like the queen with no stylization whatsoever. It's just a big red queen. You know like, what bugs just, like, me about it? Seraphine. The fact that <laughs> just, that that shear is just sl- is slightly smaller, but they're on the same line, so something about it doesn't line up. Ooh, I'm kind of right. like OCD wow. about like the, how it is. And the album I, yeah. Heart Attack. I, I also love how John Deacon just looks way out of place compared to the other. Like he's just kind of like mm, like smiling. You, got you know what? Ryan I was having a hard time. I. <laughs> because they all look a little I don't know if it's the oiled up or what but I was like looking and at first I'm going to be honest it took me a bit to pick out who was who because yeah. Brian yeah. doesn't I mean you eventually you'll know that yeah that's Brian at the bottom in the middle there but at first it's like it kind of doesn't look like him entirely and then Freddie it's a little different I mean obviously Roger with the blonde hair but yeah mm-hmm. I guess you're you're right I, I didn't mind I'm I'm usually a really simple album cover guy like yeah. if we're talking about Van Halen I love Diver Down just three colors simple right. it's just classic for me so I guess this one is kind of the same but yeah I guess it's not fantastic I mean I would say <laughs> Queen 2 is a more iconic cover but yeah, yeah I happen yeah. to also like this song as well I mean I, I said undeniable I'm not tired of it yet and it's still great and for some reason, I think maybe I didn't realize how uh, early on in the catalog this song was around because I had never listened to this album all the way through and I didn't really spend a whole lot of time coming to Sheer Heart Attack. And it's funny because, as I mentioned on Queen 1, my sort of intro, my first Queen record that I ever owned was News of the World and I remember the song Sheer Heart Attack. So then I guess I never really put it together that there was an album called that uh, until later. So I was kind of thought that was interesting like why is the song not on the album but yeah i mean you hear the song all the time but it's it's fantastic it's like kind of the start of where they're gonna go and yeah they have inklings of that kind of stuff on the first two records but here this is like the full song where they're going full on pop and it's like they figured it out yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a recipe. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's, it's like it's like Colonel Sanders. He was looking for that recipe, and he finally <laughs> hit it. Yeah, he finally took a long time. That's what I was watching that uh, the yeah the the men uh, the food men who made America documentary on History Channel. I don't know. Why I just thought of that comparison. Let's, yeah, let's just let's just yeah. Photoshop his face into the oven cover. <laughs> anyway, before we get way too off the uh, the yeah. rails here, uh, let's move on to a song maybe we haven't heard. Uh, before and that is Tenement Funster.
it's funny. Yeah, we got here. Yeah, Roger's uh, third in an epic uh, rock and roll adventure trilogy. I think we finally kind of uh, in here. It seems like he seems like he keeps getting yeah, like stronger where this where he becomes less and less like the influences of mm-hmm. uh, like yeah, like on the first. Uh, it's influencing. Tell me you can't yeah. hear David Lee Roth over right. parts of that verse. Yeah. You, know, you know what? I just want to say it's nice to be dealing with a, a with a Roger right now. That's not so. <laughs> pompous and yeah it's like, it's like we got a, we got a roger who just likes to rock out like there's no like yeah this is just kind of meat and potatoes like just middle finger in the air and yeah i love it yeah there's uh um, i was actually uh, gonna say this one seems I, I will say this is probably the best uh yeah. out of the three of the three roger led songs but this one it seems like musically it's the most queen out of the first two yeah. where maybe the first two were maybe a little bit more catchier vocally but they were definitely kind of just going after the t-rex slade bowie thing where there is some of that in the vocals here but like overall it's totally just like a queen, like a queen kind of big, kind of proggy all over right. the place production. And it, he, he's just singing over it. So I, that's why I think it's kind of the total package on this uh, performance. Right. And the eccentricity of the song structures, they've really started to to hone that into. I think right. Kevin was commenting early on to where that's eh, all over the place. But, uh, you know, it's it's queen. What do you expect? And now you don't even feel it anymore. Like right, it, yeah, it, it is all like over it, the place. It, it, that it, that verse is all over the place, but it's the pre-chorus is so different. Flows, yeah. But it just it feels just fine. They've really nailed that down. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? Does that? I, oh, go ahead, Kevin. Yeah. No, well, I, I I have a question I want to throw out to the group, and I don't do yeah. this often, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a two-part question. Is because I wrote down that part of me feels bad for Roger, and not that, not in any way because like. Yeah, whatever. He went on to be, you know, he's in Queen, so obviously he had massive success. But at the same time, it feels like, you know, the, this dude's got some talent. So where would he have ended up if he had just, like, if this was his band and he was singing yeah, and bringing these like, songs? Like, I feel like, would would it have been a success or would it have just been, like, him and just kind of forgotten after a couple songs? I don't know. They, they, they pr- needed all four. Yeah, they they, they need and they needed Freddie. I mean, yeah, he you've got your Jim Morrison's, yeah, you've got your or whatever, yeah. Uh, I mean, he he yeah. is very on the um yeah on the Richard Wright scale of you know he he he's, he's the third guy for sure. Yeah, but probably yeah. shouldn't be. No, yeah, I think uh, yeah he's very underrepresented. Uh, yeah, it's 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 nice. Like you throw it in there, it kind of anchors a little bit. Okay, we it's like, okay, you've got a lot of this. If you're not. Totally into the whole Queen thing, uh, only appreciating a few bits and pieces. <laughs> you can appreciate this, okay? This is just a straight-ahead uh, I'm rocker. I'm totally into the Queen thing, but yeah. uh, okay, Kevin I... Funster, <laughs> I, I bought Sheer Heart Attack. I love that. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? I don't know why. No. When I saw, you know, Kevin Funster. Yeah, I read when it I, as Teamster. I don't know why. You mm-hmm. know what's funny? When I saw that, it reminded me of like a uh, like something you'd see on like an early Peter Gabriel song, like a weird... Well, yeah, what was on the first record? What was that? Moribund, the Burgermeister? Remember that? I think it was the opening track of his debut record. Yeah, well, or, even the Genesis yeah. albums before he was. Yeah. It's uh, just it's a, laughed. We're getting the, yeah, yeah. There, there's a British whatever you want to call. It. That's a very British thing right there. Tenement Funster. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that on like an American yeah, rock let's record. Get some kind of English to American <laughs> translation on that one for us. Maybe we can um, figure it out. There, there was one thing. Uh, last thing I wanted to point out. Um, as far as a very David Gilmore esque solo at one twenty four. I heard something Floyd yeah. in that clip there yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, if you could play that. 
think it's it's also in the chord choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those it's those minor chords that, that they're switching yeah. between there. Yes. The so song, Pink Floyd. The song yeah. shouldn't work, but it does. <laughs> it, <laughs> you know? it's, and, and I mean, Dark Side of the Moon is the biggest thing in the world at this time. I mean, right, it, it's yeah, actually amazing that more of that didn't yeah. seep into this, I think. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but they, they, they took just enough without really making people kind of like notice like oh they're just just too much floyd here like no he he puts that solo in there and you kind of appreciate it like oh that's kind of neat after because at this point i mean you can you can say even by the third album uh brian's really kind of established his guitar sound but here Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily i mean that sounds like a like a strat into like a high water whatever which is which is great right off the bat it sounded like brian may off the first track on the first record but you know he'd be more exploratory yeah before he returns to his roots i guess Mm -hmm. sure so anyway all right yeah um, Flick of the Wrist is our next song. This might be one of my stocks on the rise. Yeah, I was, songs. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> because for for a couple of reasons, I feel like this is another one um, that brings together so many of these points that we're talking about. One is uh, for me personally, it's there's some of this goofiness, right? Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of it going on in this song. Go bum 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 yeah. bum. I know. I but uh, like yeah. Mark said, they cut it. Just when, if it went on any longer, like, okay, that's it. <laughs> I'm and not they don't sold go on from it. A to E. They stop at yes. B, and then they stop yeah. at C, and then they right. go through D, and then they get to E. Right. right, and the fact that, like, you have this, you have a little bit of the goofiness, just a tiny, tiny bit, but it switched off, and the fact that you kind of have this dark groove going on, but then it goes into that, don't look back, and it's like, okay, suddenly, the blood yep. is going, and yep. I appreciate that, and they have they did it's that with some other songs, too. too. It's just, yeah. God, but also, back. it's still very queen, though. I mean, that's, yeah, with, with the harmonies, I mean, you yeah, you can't... Uh, yeah, it's weird. There's a lot of weird stuff, but again, because yeah, they're starting to hone that sound. And he would have stopped soloing though. It, he kind of just solos over. A yeah, bunch of it, stuff. it ends up being a little bit like uh, late era Steve Howe, where it's kind of like, hey, just right. turn him down in the mix a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, it was interesting. You said about those verses, like the dun dun dun, where it's like, okay, this is getting real weird, really campy. But again, they they do it just, they pull it back just enough, where it almost like, man, I don't, where it's it's almost unique. Like I don't, I can't think yeah. of any. I feel like uh, yes. I don't know if you, I, I'm not a huge like fan of this band, but I just I, I recently watched the movie. Are you, are you guys familiar with Tenacious D, Jack Black's band? Yeah, yeah. How it's yeah, kind of wizardry great. and yeah. weird. I feel like they took a lot from that part. I just I heard oh, really? that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I haven't I, seen it in a long time. Yeah. I, I just watched the movie and I'm like, yeah, okay, they're getting very kind of wizardry swords and sandals and Queenie, on this yeah. one. 
Oh, okay. uh, to, you take, know what to like take their turn from really starting to appreciate is that they managed to develop a style that really is un you can't replicate it. Yeah. You know, like what other mm. band would you come would say like you know, how could you put together something that is like this, but not just like, oh, that's just like a third rate coin at best. You know, maybe there's other things that yeah. I'm, I'm not familiar with that were doing that. But, you know, it's like they, they, they created a style and they didn't really have to worry about anybody copying it. It was so uniquely their own. Yeah, it's got. Yeah, this yeah. song also has like a. Well, I it's know like, they would do it later with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, but uh, this almost. I could almost see a uh, like a music video for this song, especially again with those weird verses where you could feel like. Like you got somebody totally towering over you, like singing the dun dun dun. I don't. It's like don't medieval. Know, it, it's like it's, medieval. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very it's very Im- imagery focused, which I like. It would have been nice to see if they could have uh, if they would have done something with this song, but uh, I mean mm-hmm. they didn't. But I I just thought it was it was kind of fertile ground for some something like that. You know what I hate to say because it just popped into my head, but part that section in particular reminds me of what something might be on the wall. And like the schoolmaster singing that yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's I, I, that's, that's giving me flashbacks and, and not say, in a good way. Yeah, I didn't move on. <laughs> yes, I think I, I, th- I think it's time to move on because uh, I don't want to drag this song down because I enjoyed it. Um, so we're gonna move on to uh, Lily of the Valley. The lily of the valley I lie and wait with open eyes I carry on through stormy skies I follow every cause My kingdom follows But each time Cast me from your spell Let me go Messenger from seven seas Has flown I don't know what to say about this song That I didn't already say about Nevermore mm-hmm. But I appreciate it yeah. nonetheless yeah. It's such a shame yeah, but It's like these amazing songs and they're so short It's like I wish they were longer Yeah, it's, yeah it's, but I, I like see like uh, A journey through a garden yeah, when I when I with this song, it's it's, it's so nice. It's the issue is that I like Nevermore more, so I'm not gonna reach for this one. As yeah, weird much. enough, this is also so that's why I feel like uh, I might just reach for Nevermore. So why am I gonna <laughs> go to both? Lily the? Va- well, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know, but give me a reason to go to Lily Va- of the Valley instead. Yeah, if I th- I think Nevermore is just a touch more beautiful, a, a, a touch more well put together. This one's yeah, a little more full band. Yeah, it does. Okay. Okay. Funny enough, though, this is kind of a uh, if you read the lyrics, kind of like a continuation of the uh, Seven Seas of Rye epic. If you read the lyrics, say you've got the uh, a messenger from Seven Seas has flown to tell the king of Rye he's lost his throne. Yeah, I, I uh, totally yeah. missed that. <laughs> <Did> you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for bringing yeah. that up. No, it's yeah. It was well, just in, yeah. Just my research. I came across yeah. This was kind of like a continuation or just a part of that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, just more. I guess you could say that's more a part of the of Freddie's fantastical, like uh, kind of medieval epic writing. Maybe they uh, didn't want to uh, dumb it down too much for the likes of me, right? But uh, yeah. I wish they would have made that a little more obvious, right? There was another thing, and I, it was the first time I really kind of 
paid uh, attention to uh, Brian's soloing outside of his like general style uh, at 129, where it r really f sounds like a violin. I don't know what he what he's doing, but I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, it's very. I don't know. It just had that really kind of, uh, yeah, not a not a guitar solo. Yeah, it's more of a yeah. That was really kind of an alternate instrument. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but the sustain uh, there is, is more unique. Right. Sure. You can go half right. a bite. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah good, good well, try. Well, <laughs> yeah. it is time to close out the first side. If I'm not mistaken, if I have read my track order correctly. And we're closing it out with Now I'm Here. Just a new Yeah, you can yeah. imagine. I, I fired that up the other day. I'm this, my is, uh, this, yeah. is, this is the one. <laughs> this is the one right here, gents. Uh, yeah. He, I, I know, I realized later, this is on The Greatest Hits. I didn't realize uh, it was m one of their more popular songs, uh, unfortunate to say. But yeah, when I first heard that opening, and Chris, Kevin, I don't know if you could just kind of play the opening. Uh, I know, I was hoping. I, let's just, let's it, just hear the first minute. <laughs> yeah, just like the first like minute of it, like, Oh man, this is the song. This is the Goodbye Blue Sky. Yeah. how freddy is so close and then gets further and further yeah like they, knew what they were doing yeah. it wasn't like they put that mic in the other room like last album right i just i think Great. it's i think it's beautiful i love when it goes to the c and starts walking down to the the b and then the, the b flat or whatever that is but yeah yeah this song rocks it's just warm blankets right at the beginning and the vocals yeah. are so good, and then it just rocks out, and it's got this amazing riff to it. No, so the notes for days on that riff. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. You know that, that, that's one of, where that's I, like, one of those. I, I picked yeah. it up and had to like learn this on guitar today. And it's like that goodbye blue sky. We're like, this is why we do this discography because I had yeah. never heard this before, and you hear it, and it's right. like, boom! All right, there it is. Top five queen you know songs. What, right I there. what I just thought of when we I played the clip of the rocking piece. 
It reminds me of a Boston song two years before Boston was around. Yeah, mm, right. There's so much in this that's like 1974. And like if you wrote a film set in 1974, you should be licensing songs from this record. Because it just fits right <laughs> yeah. in that middle of the 70s. Like, I love that. Oh, it's, su- it's such a great 70s rocker. But like, this is here, the future of music. Right. Yeah, and you, I feel like I can like hear a, some '80s in this too, like some power oh, pop. Yeah. Like I feel like I could hear this in like yep. Fast Times or yes, something. It's a small it's, town it's, girl, exactly. Like, right off the beginning, just, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. it's got some of that greasy kind of like Grand Funk Railroad too. I don't know why it just yeah. And then, then they, I mean, they were big at that time, but yeah, just it's just uh, unpretentious. Just here it is, yeah. Just yeah, mm-hmm. balls to the wall. It's what yeah, I have to say about potatoes, the yeah. music is forever preserved in time. It's forever fresh. And this record is a great example of that. Yeah, once I heard this song, I had to just listen to every version of it. So I listened to all the live versions. I'm like, I can't right. get enough of this song. She's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, yeah. well, me, give me every version of Now I'm Here. I'm listening to it all. Chris, <laughs> like you're saying about how your mom put crack in the lasagna the other day. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, that, this, 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 it's so good. That, that's, that, this is the crack in the lasagna of the album. Yeah, it's just it, need, it needed it. It was, already, it was already good and interesting, but here it's like, okay, there's the sweet spot. You bite Pearl into that. Special, you know, yeah. just. You, you got the tomato <laughs> sauce and the, and the, and the cheese just. Just hits, yeah, just the combination. The lasagna. It's, right, it's right there. But yeah, Kevin, can you uh, play at 310? I love uh, the vocal going back into the riff is just, I don't know, that was another... It's funny with a lot of these songs where you really kind of, when you get into it, you really like start to analyze it. I, I gotta say this forever. too. Yeah. I, mean, I, I didn't <laughs> so pay attention good. to the sides of the album because I was listening to it just straight through on Spotify yeah. all the time. But man, what a what a side closer! Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. absolutely. Good it's point. funny I didn't want to jump ahead of myself, but as far as the thirty seconds, yeah, just that part right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially when the guitar comes soloing yeah. on top. Of He's that. already making a push for the thirty yeah. seconds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see how the. I, I think I, I think I know where Alex is pulling out his wallet on this record. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Maybe he, uh, maybe he buys Tenement Funster. Maybe. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> um, but yes, it is time to flip the record over in the lap of the gods.
Oh, Alex oh, missed yeah. all the fun on the camera. There's definitely some great kick going on here. Yeah, I had that. That was pretty much yeah, like I had underli- underlined in my notes. Yeah, that uh, I just couldn't. I'm like, wonder. I'd, I'd love to read up to see if it was that same woman. Like, is that what she? That's what she became. Like after after Dark Side. Like, okay, that's her. He's the one we hire when we need that. Just nonsensical. It's just way less. What was the term? What was the I, term? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's it like 30, maybe a total. Thir- yeah, thir- here it's only thirty or forty <laughs> seconds. I mean, on the on, on that, the other song, it was and like you just oh, get it was, that oh, lap yeah. of the gods. It just works. It's so stupid, but it works. It was funny. I was trying to figure out the way he says lap. I'm like, is that the right word there? I don't know. It's kind of again. This is a this is probably the one song I listened to. Yeah, probably more than two times. Yeah, where I kind of went back. Um, uh, because it really, I'm like, I. I think the problem I had, I think, was the weird effect on Freddie's vocal. I just thought it was so, like, I don't know, like a weird, like, poor imitation of, like, somebody trying to do Queen. But after listening to it a few times, I started kind of like what Mark was doing. I was bobbing my head to it. I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah, there's something here. Uh, I mean, I will admit, yeah, the, the, the chorus plods and repeats a little too much for me, especially in the back half. Um, they could have fleshed out like Lily. I'm the telling Valley you right now, Lily. I am not buying this as a side B opener. Yeah, I don't know I'm, about that. I, I, if, I if this is op- if this is opening side B, I'm like, ah, we're in for another queen too. Yeah. Nope, I can I, tell you right now that my rating is is, is rising because I'm looking at the, these songs and what I'm thinking is I'm like, oh, I, I'm liking side B from what I've seen more, but I'm not buying this as a, as a side B opener. Yeah, I, um, yeah, it's very This song I was pl- always because again, like I said, I, I threw this on in the garage. And I'm listening to it, and I, you know, it goes two, three times over as I, as I'm working. And this song was always like the halfway point for me. Like I knew where mm. it was. Like when they're going lap of the gods, it just kind of like it was a nice break in the pace. It was, it was more. It felt retrospective. Mm. Um, you know, like like what did you like? I I, I love the 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 door being kicked down and and the band just firing in all all cylinders, ready to go. I don't know if I want that again because they Dude. did that. Like I, I, I rather have that on the opening of the A side, and if they're gonna kind of just throw this in, like this more reflective piece on the opener of the yeah. B side, I like that because they already did that on the A side. Yeah, I don't nah, know. Put a piano song there. Yeah, I, I feel like this was, was kind of like a battle. The, the opener last time. It was, yeah. Uh, was it okay? Mm-hmm. And, it's funny. And that I cut- stupid instrumental to open the, the A side. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that was that was procession yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that was no good. Right. Uh, I think they, yeah, I think they learned their lesson for this record. Like, okay, we're not doing that again. Yeah, that didn't. Uh, this song feels like a good halfway point to me. Like, it's just kind of an oasis. I guess since it closes with in in the lap of the gods revisited, fine. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't let's know. Not, I just not gonna like, have ourselves. Yeah, the, the yeah. song is just kind of fine to me. Yeah, it doesn't. That's what I think. It repeats a lot too. There's like, yes, I think that's the issue. Yeah. I felt- and you like you have songs that are better, but shorter, and so you're like, well, what's the deal? This you know, one could have been shorter, and Lily of Valley could have been longer, yeah. or whatever. But I just feel like when you're listening, just the listening experience of now I'm here, and then what are you gonna open with Stone Cold Crazy? I appreciate this song mm-hmm. in between those two. Put dear the, friends there. Maybe it would save dear friends for me. It's funny. I kind of looked at this one as like the kind of maybe slightly inferior like <laughs> brother to uh, like flick of the wrist. Yeah, they're very uniquely constructed, uh, kind of very Queen esque uh, songs. Where this one kind of misses the mark a little bit. Where flick of the wrist uh, had a lot of those weird little vocal and instrumental parts, uh, but it worked. I don't know. Maybe because it just maybe it rocked a little 
Maybe, no, the, more maybe the song yeah. to me is more like a dream sequence. Okay. It is, and you could say maybe, again, I, you, maybe you have to look at it in a different context than just a normal kind of conventional songwriting listen. A, yeah. a lot of the second half, actually, I have written down, like, musical slash vaudeville. I have written yeah. on a lot of these yeah, songs where it feels lines, it yeah. feels like where I'm kind of sitting in the theater right. but where this one, I could see some of these, yeah, like, this, in, in a music man. Well, you the know, next the, one is definitely music man, so at least right. we get Well, that. no, yeah. that but, is true. That but I hate to true. admit, like I said in the in the second listen, I'm like, yeah, this song started to get me because I'm like, oh, this is stupid. And I found like, well, what am I doing? I'm like, oh, my head's bobbing. Oh, crap. Yeah. I think, I think that, the I think the crack was times. the crack yeah. was wearing off from now on here. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. True. <laughs> coming back to reality. <laughs> yeah, crack cocaine lasagna. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You're not gonna make it through lap of the gods. Right. Uh, before right anybody up. before yeah. anybody calls the DEA, I'm sure Mrs. Williams is not using. <laughs> 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 no, she, no, she's just. Uh, yeah. Who's she putting lasagna? <laughs> no, she's just uh, that's uh, that's uh, decades of uh, like like our band here. Yeah, it's a it's it's a band firing on all cylinders, and yeah, that's that's my mom firing on all cylinders when it comes to dinner. Yeah, uh, she better listen to this now so we get that. Yeah, right? tell her. Right. Well, it is time. It is time for Stone Cold Crazy. To love a song because it reminds me so much of another artist but I, I i have to admit it here it's just like it is the most incredible like translation like when you could just hear alex van halen drumming sure, yeah. over this but he'd be mm-hmm. double basing it but mm-hmm. still you know you could just hear those michael anthony vocals stone cold crazy like just like in that, that break yeah. just the way the key changes the way it modulates for the solo the is so unreal. van yeah. halen too like for- it's just and this is a song that i know it's a hit and i have very yeah. little familiarity with it and it just it's just like ah, this is this is great I, but, I but you it. have Even- have you heard the 1991 michael wagner remix no. Didn't Metallica I, recover this? Well, I was yeah, going to say, yeah, Chris, yeah, that was the first version I ever heard was the Metallica version. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, this kicks ass. And when I was in high school, I was in a, a band that we would just kind of play like garage parties and stuff like that and do like cover sets and right. play anything from Jimmy World to this. And we would cover this song. And I'm like, I think we probably had more of the Metallica version in mind because our bass player was a huge Metallica fan. But yeah. yeah, this song is unreal. It's like a perfect song. There's like not any part of it where it's like, that's a little weird. It's like, it's just short enough. It's like a perfect yeah, it's got, it's got that it's got that punk rock kind of, I mean, the it's best incredible. use of two minutes and 13 seconds. Beautiful. I mean, this is the this is the like definitive like 
the like the the beer keg flying through the window of the fraternity like during a big like yeah like <laughs> sure. bash yeah yeah you could yeah, you sure. could you could, montage. Right, sure. yeah, you could hear that yeah the, the two story it, bongs yeah. and the, right, like, yeah. just the it's I I just the love over it. the I, top like the animal was it Animal House out this year or something uh no that, that, no that was like uh, seventy eight was Animal House yeah this oh, was a few years before him, but. Uh, uh, but yeah, I just have totally thought that kind of this is like a perfect like if you got if you're like if you're a rock uh, like uh, if you're like like us, I mean you're just rock fans and you're throwing a party. This is on the playlist. It's got to be something out. Yeah, I'm gonna throw yeah. something out there that, uh, yeah. that irritated uh, dad in the very first episode. If this song doesn't get your blood going, then you aren't a fan of rock and roll. And turn it off and go <laughs> put right. on some Kenny G or, or, or go put or, on air some. Supply. Yeah, yeah. Or go <laughs> put, go, on, some go put on some Pink Floyd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, not. But uh, we know we're yeah. tonight. Yeah. I don't know if you don't like the song. I don't know what to tell you. Just, just oh, turn it off. Turn it. Well, turn yeah, pretty off. much. Pretty much. The only thing in my notes I wrote was nothing is lacking here. There's nothing. I can wrong see with why this. this is, yeah, I can <laughs> see why this is well liked. Yeah. You know, what am I gonna say? Is that so. what? Is that what all those Pink Floyd fans wanted us to say? And. Uh, Great like just over and over, just like perfect. Next 30, 30, 30, perfect. 30 songs on the wall. Yeah, it sounds good, everybody. It's all good. It's all good. I love it. Uh, this, this might be the best song of all time. Yeah, dare I say, as much as I love Now I'm Here, maybe there's a few sections of the song where it's like, all right, I don't like this part as much as it, but this one, just 100% <laughs> front to back, just every part is on well, 10, yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it's The perfect. thing is, though, I would There's still not... agree more with Chris on the 30 seconds. Is better sure. represented by oh, now. Yeah, it's more, I it's sure. more musical, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say, yeah, the uh, Stone Cold Crazy is not in the Queen vein. This is just them, like, maybe paying homage to their, like, yeah, their hard rock, like, the pure is, hard I've, rock roots, I've yeah. I've never heard Van Halen talk about Queen. You, maybe you guys, maybe Alex, you would know more. What? Well, yeah, I don't I'd know be, how much of a. I'd be interested because I mean I know like in their club days they, they covered so many bands. I would be interested to know if they ever covered any Queen. This would be a good there was imagine. there was that so album well where Van Halen too. It just it's... there was that album, wasn't there, where Eddie and Brian played on it? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, is there is uh, yeah, what, what yeah, maybe stars maybe there or something is. like that. What? Stars or something like that. Something stars. Yeah, yeah. that there's and then there's a couple other guitar players that were name players that are not occurring to me right now but i know there was that album that they played on oh, together. i know exactly what so you're they, talking about we'll have to look yeah. at it, see if there's a demo out there or like starfleet a, like a rough, project rough. yep starfleet that's the project. one i'm sure there's uh, maybe it's just my advice maybe it's just because today was like a nice spring day like a really warm spring day in chicago and it just kind of just reminded me it's, of summer it's reminding and, you of picking up the van halen discography yeah, oh yes, almost does. a year ago <laughs> but all right. After uh, we just declared Stone Cold Crazy perfection, it's time to move on to Dear Friends. Oh, dear friends, hey, no your love is gone. Only tears to dwell upon. I dare not say as the wind must blow so love is lost. Love is one Go to sleep and dream But this is what I said in my opening statement as far as kind of throwing everything in their wheelhouse at this record. And sometimes 
the unevenness comes out a little too much. I mean, I don't know how you can follow the, uh, Stone Cold Crazy with this. Yeah, well, what I are mean, you going to follow it with? Another burner? No, I mean, you could have done something like, I don't know, like, uh, like flick of the, I don't know, just another weird little queen kind of semi-ballad or whatever. I mean, when I, it was funny, when I heard this, I mean, all I heard could think it was like, this sounds like, like a Disney ballad. Like in one of my well, like It definitely movies. does. It definitely like something does. you see something I, I could see like Jiminy Cricket or somebody singing this. <laughs> it, yeah, it reminds me. It reminds me. And this is it's it's fine imagery, but it doesn't fit of like everybody sitting around on Christmas Eve night or on the fireplace like a Christmas song. It it's reminds very me Christmas. of a tradi- it's a traditional. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's what uh, I. It's it's a minute seven. How offensive? How, like, how I offended like it. can you be? I love no, it. No, it's fine, but that's one of those things. How many? Yeah, how offensive is procession? It's not, but we all flushed it because it's the first thing. Yeah, yeah, but it you doesn't know, matter. Like how it's, it's, how many are these? Interlude. How this many is, of these are you gonna allow on this these is albums, Chris, though? And the lights are coming up while they change the set. <laughs> but how? Exactly yeah, but that's it's fine. Stink it's, before. It's, but, uh, how many of these that, can you allow before it's like, God, stop at the interludes? There's two. How many? Yeah. Okay, so there's too I, many on I, the B side, but whatever. Yeah, but and and then there were some on the last album and the album before. Like, it's like, again, now here's another minute I, inner piano interlude. There's nothing wrong get, with it. It's not offensive. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Yeah, but it's like, God, it's, uh, it's just going to be another minute seven song. I'm just waiting for the next one. Yeah. I, I'm not like... There's nothing wrong with it, but yeah, I, I have I, to. You you have to draw the line eventually before it's like I guess, rocker interlude, rocker interlude, rocker. Yeah, I guess if anything, I could agree with Chris on the placement. Like you're coming out of Stone Cold Crazy, and then you hit this, and it's like that seems a little weird. But I mean, I try. I guess I, I'm trying to just judge the song on its own, and it's yeah, it's you guys hit it. It's a very Christmassy. It's very Disney. But really yeah, it just just yeah. it was what's just such a warm blanket for me. I, I just the vocals so were so good beautiful. About this song that what's so good about the song that they haven't done on this album or yeah. any previous yeah, album? And the, and the big question it's fully is instrumental. Yeah, are you gonna ever? Are any of you going to return to this song like after we're I, done with the discography? I are probably, you gonna go ahead? honestly, I probably would over Lily of the Valley to be honest. If you're think, if you're wired, if you're yeah. uh, coked w- out, would now you need would to go you to bed. do it over? <laughs> would you do it over Nevermore? Hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, the, that's like a different album. Like, I, I feel like I would go to trying to judge the stuff just on the album, but I don't know. Yeah, but this is we're doing a discography, so like, if, if this I, is I, like I another, if this is uh, what if Van Halen just did Jump Part Three? It's like, oh yeah, this is cool in the album, but it's like I could just listen to Jump Part One. I I really yeah. honestly don't think I would go back to any single song on this album other than Brighton Rock, but I would go back to this album as a top to bottom journey. Yeah, I feel like dear dear friends is an essential part of it. I like it. Yeah. Okay, I'll t- I'll take that argument at least. As a, if you want to feel it's essential as a top to bottom, I mean, that's fine. I'm just it's, looking it's how at they it. Write their songs. You know, they're going to vary. You know, they're going to go from Beach Boys to Black Sabbath in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're really just looking at it in, in the way they order their tracks. That's, that's a good way to wrap up Queen. Go Beach Boys to Black Sabbath. They. <laughs> In 30 yeah, seconds, for sure. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely, you have to look at it within the context of Queen, I guess, you then you can maybe give bump it up a little bit. Uh, I just don't want to, yeah. I just don't want to get burnt out on, on this stuff. I'm I'm getting burnt out on it already. We're getting to That's the end the of thing. it, but I'm not yeah, at that point so. yet. 
Okay, that's uh, fine. All right. All right, well, we're moving to Misfire. It's funny. I I will say, I mean, this is definitely a competently performed song. And I think it was, what, John Deacon's only contribution, right? His bass playing is great on this song. Simple, yeah. but I like uh, it. Four of them, I think, right? Yeah, it's it's very simple. But uh, I, this is the one I had a really hard time yeah, remembering. I don't know. It just felt like, yeah, just yeah, just kind of like what you, a lot of what was on the second record. Uh, very competently, a lot of, I mean, it sounds like a band who knows what they're doing, but it's just none of the melodies really hit me. Uh, which is a shame because I think there is a lot of in the lyrics. I think as far as how they're inflected, I think is really. Uh, I just wish she had the, the melodies. I thought I wish were better. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah. I also say um, that music is the soundtrack to life. And uh, to tell a little story with this, as I mentioned earlier, I was listening to this in my garage, and I was attempting a pretty ambitious project. <laughs> Um, that involved some uh, complicated, like, not, not too, like it was like a very, like it was basically either it worked and I, I, you know, I was able to do this or I was going to have to car, take the car in for an engine out service, which would cost me, I have to for $7,000. And this song was playing fire. as I was finishing up and please don't misfire, which was exactly what's going to happen That's if it fun. didn't work. Like it was, I was going to start up the car and it was going to misfire. Like it could not be any more ironic. So for as like mundane as the song is, like it could not have just came on to the garage as, as, as I, as I was listening to it. So, you know, I, I, I get the point but for me I, I will never not love this song just for that <laughs> because it did work like my 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 okay. design or whatever it, it 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 worked out and i did not misfire so um this is one song i'm not sure about the triple quadruple tracked brian may overdubs sometimes i feel like maybe a single track would have worked usually i know he's got his style but even at that so I don't know. It's just at the end, maybe it was a little thick. It kind of felt a I, bit I, like a killer queen that didn't take off. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I see. Mm. And that's why it's that's why it's hidden here on the and, back and that of kind the of B-side. and that's why it kind of that's fades why, that's out. Why it's called yeah, it's buried, <laughs> and I'm only a minute fifty. But this is oh, okay. I mean, as as much as I like this song for in the irony of it, it was definitely a uh, a half baked idea. <laughs> This is one of the mm. ones I said was definitely a 75% percenter. Yeah. It's like the one that you send back in pre-production and be like, guys, workshop. So you one. got some ideas here, but like, let's, let's refine them. And maybe that's the, uh, what happens when you have two weeks or whatever. Yeah, I mean, to, uh, to uh, but in the context of their entire discography, I mean, they were cut short by the death of Freddie. So should we really complain that, we don't have enough golden era queen. No, I think we, is, is it okay? Would you rather have, have a 75% finished queen song versus, uh, you know, schlock from 1998 that they didn't end up putting out? No, no, I, I, I know, but I'm just, if you're just talking about like the album and, and mm-hmm. the song yeah. without the, the rest of the history, but 
Well, that was Misfire. And now, third to last track, bring back that Leroy Brown. You got no brains, but you sure got a lot of style. Can't stand no more in this here jail. I gotta rip myself with this sand tail. Gotta get out the heat, step in the chair. Gotta get me that dead or alive. Big Bad Bella, Sweet William, no. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was my I, first I, I comment, actually. I hated that song yeah. before we did that discography, and I learned to love it. Oh, and this song is great. <laughs> this song is awesome. Just, I love that. Woo, woo. Well, they do that <laughs> this train horn. This is where I am so... It, I'm going to take one out of the Pink Floyd playbook, where I'm so impressed by how this band can kind of copy so many different styles. And, like, this is one where they're doing this, like, kind of vaudevillian, like, pin hat at the carnival kind of song or some pinstripe hat. (laughs) And it's great. I said Big Bad Bill for Queen. It really shows the talent of this band, and they can adapt the style and pull it off. And, I mean, there's, like, one point where there's, like, an upright bass going, and, like, Brian can actually play a solo that works in this song. It's like, okay, this guy knows how to play a solo to this song. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, it's funny. The Oh, go ahead, Mark. About this yeah. is that as much as I like it as a funny, I mean, again, how offended can I be? Um, you know, I, I would take Big Bad Bill because of a connection yeah. to Eddie's dad. Um, so that's that's kind of a, a you know a nice emotional connection to have his clarinet playing on there, and you don't really have that here, and you don't really no. have something that's more like singularly Queen, right? Where it's more mm. of like a cover. And it's, it doesn't have like that. What was that song early in the record where it's like, like flick of the wrist or something where it's just like, okay, yeah. and it launches in a total queen. Like it just, this is more, yeah. a little bit more imitative than it is defining. Right. You could say it's sure. the most kind of them copying that where they're almost like maybe like pretending to be like some weird like jug band from the twenties or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know what, uh, uh, but yeah, it's funny. I really wanted to trash yeah, the song because again, it's hard to listen to this without because I mean, listening to Van Halen, yeah, big bad bill. I mean, I think Dave did it so much better, but he had that sense of humor. Uh, which I don't know if Freddie necessarily, because he would, Freddie, I think, was very dead serious about this with the music they were making, where, yeah, where Dave had a much more kind of campy, kind of like. All like tongue in cheek. Cheek, right? Yeah. And kind of, yeah. everybody be the big comedian entertainer. Not that Freddie wasn't a enter- uh, big uh, kind of bombast entertainer, but I think Dave, you got you got to have a real sense of humor to pull this off. Dave TV! You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. I could see Freddie doing that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, like Alex said, I love, yeah, that. Like that Les Paul sounding guitar solo. I, 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 when I saw that, I just yeah, kind of thought back to some of those old Les Paul and Mary Ford videos uh, that are online. 
and just kind of on the playing on the do 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 which is very jazzy, very early for you. That's a great way to sum up that solo. It's like Chet Atkins, yeah. It's kind of what it does. Kicks that around for three seconds. But it works though. It's not like I'm gonna do like a my like a me solo like a Brian notes like no I'm gonna I'm gonna do a very I'm gonna do a Les Paul solo and I'm gonna do it right and he did yeah. So I kind of would have appreciated more of a Brian May solo though, just just to bring a little bit more of the Queen. Yeah, I, uh, I just I just like the fact the fact that he can do more than just yeah being cause Brian because was, was that you Kevin that you were kind of getting tired of the uh, of the Brian uh, yeah R- right type. yeah right at the end of Misfire is just like and then yeah. he switches it up so yeah I, I do like how while this is kind of a goofy song um, even though you know I know you said you know Freddie being serious and stuff even though it's goofy. I appreciate the fact that it's not about like elves and wizards or something. Mm-hmm. I, I just had to write that. I had to write that down. That it's not about drag swords and sandals. Is not on or this fairies. Song. We already have two fairies. Yes. Right. So we already have that or kings or yeah. queens or whatever that is. So, uh, second to last song. She makes me stormtroopers in stilettos. Ooh, I hate it already. <laughs> Back to the title. <laughs> <laughs> funny being a uh, stock and trade love song i mean let's be honest i mean you read the lyrics it's just kind of uh just kind of jumps off as a normal yeah just guy and his gal type of uh ditty but there's there's a lot of weird stuff going on here musically uh and i'm not talking about unconventional but it's this sounds like a song that should have come out like a decade later it doesn't sound like 1974 uh, uh who say is it is brian singing this song because it doesn't sound like freddie is it freddie I'm not sure. Uh, you're right. It's it's me. It is right. Okay. Because uh, yeah, I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, the vocals. I mean, it sounds like like Tom Petty, John Mellencamp, and Roger Daltrey thrown into a blender. I mean, all these really weird kind of. Uh, it doesn't sound like any of the other Brian songs either that he sang on. Hmm. Uh, and with a little bit of Beatles thrown in there Beatles too. Beatles is what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Kevin, if you could start uh, first, I got a few points. Uh, at 116, uh, this sounds like something that I could hear like. Uh, 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 Paul uh, McCartney singing on. Yeah, it's funny here the uh, the reverb or like that doesn't bother me as much. I think it kind of adds a little bit of character to an otherwise kind of more generic song. You know why? Uh, because it's a closing song. It's like yeah. a, the bar is closed. Everyone's mopping yeah. up. And it's uh, got that feel. and one more kind of uh, influence. Yeah, Kevin at one forty-five. I mean, I, this was like th- this just screamed the Who, like just Roger Daltrey. I could see hear him singing over this. Yeah, just 
Perfect. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's weird. It's like yeah, all these. It's it's probably the one song that really doesn't sound like anything else on the record, uh, but it weirdly works for me. You know, because I'm like, I don't know what it is. I mean, because again, it shouldn't. I should be kind of docking it just for being kind of just another throwaway love song. But it's like yeah, they they beefed it up with the uh, with everything else. Yeah, and I just really yeah appreciated that. Yeah, just a lot of stuff going on, and it, it like again, it doesn't sound the production. It's it's probably the most modern sounding song on the record. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just doesn't sound like any of the other. Uh, sounds like something that should have came out in like '84 or '85, not '74. Yeah, I like how okay. simple it is, and especially with the vocal yeah. harmonies, how the, how it starts off just Brian on its own, but then eventually that higher harmony comes in mm-hmm. and it starts to build. There's a lot of warm blankets with the vocals on this yeah, one. So yeah. yeah. So this song, to me, the imagery that comes to mind, um, this reminds me of the movie, That Thing You Do, Ooh. and Tom Hanks saying, I don't want any of this lover's lament crap <laughs> <laughs> from Jimmy. And no. this is exactly something Jimmy would give write. Give me something happy. Give me something happy. Yeah, that's what I said. I, mean, I started out, yes, this is a stock yeah, and give trade. give me something snappy. Yeah, but I, has that, uh, like, All My Only Dreams song where like that, that scene where he's sitting yeah when they're playing at the italian uh, restaurant or whatever Villapiano. yeah and, and, and he's singing to faye singing damn to his it girlfriend. i'm watching that tonight like i, I just feel like i just see freddie at the mic with the lyrics in hand you know handwritten lyrics and he's just singing to i guess he was married at the time i don't oh, you know mean, if you mean brian or not but it was brian, brian. it was brian I, yeah Okay, yeah, Brian, but like, yeah. I just see it as Freddie. Like I just see Queen singing, oh, and it just yeah, kind of yeah. got that like you know, like everyone in the club Sitting wants you to like, stools. yeah, like yeah, everyone in the club wants you to get up and get going, and they're just gonna make you sit through this love song. <laughs> like they're just gonna hey, do when it. Are you gonna play that thing? Yeah, do. That's exactly what it feels like to me. Like <laughs> the, the airplane is going overhead as the yeah. guitar player even, just like, watches it. Even down it. to the 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 more the more reverb uh, on the vocals, it just kind of more sounds like that that silent club. Yeah. Uh, we'll yeah. see how I vote on it, though. I'm not sure if I. We will. We will see how this this shakes out in the end because it is time to close out the album in the lap of the gods. But this time we are revisiting. syndrome well before metallica and just uh, we're going to repeat this over and over and over and over and it's just uh uh maybe a bit exhausting um but what i do find interesting um with this song just that the um 
it, it's what I said earlier that uh, I'm surprised that there weren't enough dark side references on a 74 album from Queen. Um, this to me sounds like it's almost 50% Pink Floyd, 50% Queen. And it's kind of almost like the tipping point in which direction they might go. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's just that slow plotting six, eight time. Maybe I don't know. I, right out of Pink Floyd. Yeah. But then the chord progression is, is not Pink Floyd at all. I think it's so. I think it's much more musical and the, and the guitar I think helps anchor it compared to the previous version. Um just too much repeating little... though. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I, I yeah. feel like the last one was kind of a, a cool. I feel way to like end the, the song the song is trying too hard. I I, I do like trying the... too hard to make a crowd sing along and that's it's <laughs> I love how yeah, that's in pan out. Yeah, I love how yeah, it, it's like ah, I, I, yeah. I, you were we were all waiting for we are the champions, and maybe this was the stepping stone mm-hmm, to that. Mm-hmm. I was, but, got, um, yeah, I was. Well, I know you aren't, but you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. Is that that's where it would culminate in? And in, in this, I could see you know, if they play like, this live, it would totally be a BBW for people. Like, oh, <laughs> really? The gods revisited. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I'm just gonna go. I mean, the beeline to I the mean, compared. There are, there are, Compared to like what we know now of what else they have, but going into this, not knowing what's, I mean, this is it. Say you're, you're listening to this for the first time and we are the champions and we will rock. He's not out yet. Next, I right? thought yeah. it was good. I thought it was a good closer and I definitely like it more than the uh, first version on the album. I, I definitely feel like this close out a show and I, I think it, it set out to what it, what it was written to do and, and, Freddie has gone to say, or I think it was him, saying that he was purposely trying to make a crowd sing along song, and I think it works. So I think it's like a good closer, you know, kind of right. end, ends the night with the with the house lights on. But yeah, as far as a closer, I mean, it does end with an explosion, so I guess maybe that uh, that's an appropriate. Uh, it also could be like the the explosion at the end could be like, okay, this is the end of that period in our career. Now we're on to yeah, just uh, mega domi- stardom exactly. I love the yeah. ooing. Yeah, you've got the ooing and the eyeing, and then all of a sudden, just a big, big blast. <laughs> if, yeah. if anything, I have to admire the guts of this band. Like, okay, you know they were big. Obviously, they're having yeah. charting albums. Yeah. But the guts of this band to almost know that yeah, these songs are just going to be arena staples. Like, you know come what? On. That's, that's, that's really. I, I appreciate. That's that. really interesting <laughs> that you mentioned that, Kev, because I was just thinking about that, and maybe that's something I would when Mark asks us what we're going to take away for our own music. But I was thinking about that when before the band is like super legendary, they start writing songs that are like a bit bigger than they are at the time. Like that's kind of one of those examples. It's like, uh, do you start going for that? Like, will you get in trouble for trying to write songs bigger than you are at that current time? Or is that what you need to do to get bigger? I remember, uh, I think it was in the making of Hysteria video when, like, oh yeah, Mutt said to the band, you want to play arenas? Then you make songs and drum fills and guitar riffs that are made for arenas, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe that's because, like, you hear so many bands now, oh, don't want to get, the, what, what do you want to do as a band? I don't know, do you want to play music? No. We want to be the biggest band in the world, and yeah. we're going to make songs that reflect that we want right. to be You're the biggest band in the world. Right. It's, 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 it's funny. Sure. Yeah, it's funny. That. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I mean, there's such a like a like a like a backlash to that mentality now, which is a shame because that's why you don't have really big bands anymore. It's like this indie mentality of like, oh, you gotta. Uh, I remember uh, this quote. I remember after Lemmy died, they had like a bunch of little like Lemmyisms online, and I remember there was one that I, I thought it was great. 
uh, where it's uh, we're talking about some of these like bands like I don't want to get big because that's selling out or uh, and it's like well what the hell are you doing here if you don't want to build your audience I mean even somewhat I mean it's like yeah mm-hmm. I, I don't know <laughs> that's true um, but it's that's, it's, well, it's kind of nice seeing bands that. yeah it's kind of nice seeing bands of this era that were just not a you're not afraid just to be kind of larger than and sometimes you need that I mean that's the, that's what helped and that's why. Yeah, as far as one of the many aspects of why the industry is struggling, on especially on the rock end, because yeah, you don't have these bands will, that are willing to yeah take that uh, yeah, sure. that step of just like, the big middle finger to like the, all the all the you gatekeepers know, it, or whatever. It, but yeah, and maybe we'll yeah. edit this out uh, yeah. because it's more of a general music uh, discussion yeah. point. But yeah. if you look at the transition from um, music and you look at like uh, jazz and the experimentation being the ultimate goal and just this the you know as far out like the 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 blend of like almost like zen music um and then you know when 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 rock and roll took over it was really just about matching the beatles and the size of the beatles and how big could you get and and the biggest stage and the most fans and the most explosions and all that you don't have that and then you know when when rock toned down like you know i I guess you know and then you know when rap uh, took over it was all about um you know just 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 you know like flexing and and just you know like like you know your your cars and and your whips and pit my ride and and all that like all the other culture that went around with it and now it's more about clout and social media Mm -hmm. where it's it's just you know like like, uh, how obnoxious can you be how much of a reaction can you generate how much headline can you get from a Mm -hmm. an instagram post so Mm -hmm. it's interesting seeing the long-term transition because we are smack dab right now in the middle of that biggest stage biggest audience and queen went on to sell wembley what four four uh nights in a row where they did they where it was at genesis i don't know like they 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 drew millions. yeah that was yeah genesis i know i think it was four nights uh uh like, queen did several nights yeah too, they did is, right. yeah. <laughs> whatever they're, they're on a they, massive they level like a and b if they were <laughs> yeah. down the same bill i don't know a1 don't know. and a2 all right. All right. That Chris? closes out. Yeah. Take it away, Chris. Seven for All the right. buy. First one of three correct answers gets an extra buy or terminate for All the right. love it or flush it. Nice. Okay. Here we go. Got a few multiple choice tonight. So let's see how you guys oh. do. Better than the true or false. Okay. Yeah, I've got plenty of those too. But uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, question one. Uh, multiple choice. Uh, prior to the recording of the album, to help them begin to build an audience in America, Queen toured with what other band of the time? Uh, was it A. T. Rex? B. Mata Hoople, C. Humble Pie, or D. Slade. Come on, come on. That was me. I didn't hear. It was that. Was that, that was me. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that was Alex. Alex. I, yeah, it, it was a little. I don't know if that was your mic. Your I know horn was, was like malfunctioning or something. Okay. It, it, it was sputtering. I think mine that was, was Alex. Yeah. Uh, I heard something weird. I think mine. that was you. So I'll, yeah. I was ready. Yeah. Uh, okay. All okay. the young dudes, Mata Hoop. You are correct. There we go. Ding. Well, yeah, there's one ding. Okay. Yeah. One ding. Just one yeah. ding. Just, just gets the ding. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, number two, another multiple choice. Uh, both affecting their touring schedule and the recording of the album, what illness did Brian May come down with? Uh, was it A, Lyme's disease, B, dysentery, C, hepatitis, or D, mono? That was, that was, that was, that was me. Was that you, Alex? That was you. It's what he had the hap. Who's the hap? Hap, yeah. You are correct. All right. Uh, okay. Question number three. Uh, true or false? Uh, according to Freddie, uh, when composing and writing Killer Queen, uh, the uh, the music came first, which was unusual because he typically always laid down lyrics first. Oh, Mark. Yes, Mark. 
I don't know, but I'm going false. I'm down 0-2. So. Uh, yeah, you're correct, actually. It was the other way around. Yeah. yeah. Sounded more queen-like. Yeah. All okay. right. I'm in the game. All right. Uh, there we go. Uh, all right. Uh, this one. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Another true or false. Uh, despite achieving the initial success they had uh, been craving with this album, uh, it only charted in the top 10 in the UK. Yes, Mark. Mark uh, is, always is, takes is he about the to chart catch back questions. up here? Yeah, it, it's true that it charted in the top ten in the UK. So if you're asking true or false, it charted in the yeah, correct, and it, and it didn't, uh, but it did not in the US. Yeah, that was kind of what I uh, maybe I didn't okay. have that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. So oh boy, uh, it's been a ball game here, here folks. Until the next one, right, we got a tie here with Kevin's. Just two I think he's just two. enjoying the ride. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I buzzed. I buzzed in. I knew. I knew the first two. It just wasn't fast enough. So go ahead. Okay, um, all right, uh, true or false, uh, Brighton Rock uh, was written prior to the completion of Queen 2. I think that was Kevin. Yep. True. You are correct. Damn it. Wow, man, this is getting getting intense. <laughs> yeah, that's right. why it's seven for the bye, because there's seven of them. All right, uh, I got another multiple choice here. Okay, um... During his time recovering, uh, Brian May wrote what song for the record? Was it A, Now I'm Here, B, Stone Cold Crazy, uh, or D, uh, Dear Friends? There was no C. But, oh, that's, yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Sorry, I, well, I actually had four here. I had to eliminate one of them um, just okay. a few seconds ago. So you're right. Yeah, C, Dear Friends. Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to repeat them? Yes, please. Well, somebody beeped in before me anyway. Oh, who, so. who was that? I, I, I got in. Mark. It was uh, uh, dear, uh, dear Friends. Uh, that's incorrect, actually. Oh! Oh, no! All right. That was about to be the winner. Any, all right, anybody? Okay, we'll start. I thought uh, he wrote that himself. Didn't he write that by himself, not with the he, rest of the band? He, well, I'll but go he in. Specific, I'll go he in. specifically about when Brian was in the hospital. All right. Okay, here, the, right? okay, okay I'm going to get this one. I'm going to count to three, and then you... Uh, one of you two, yeah. I already know. It. If you I already know it. Beep, 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 beep. Okay, <laughs> okay go All ahead. Right. It's not All Stone Cold right. Crazy because that's a really early song, so it's now I'm here. Yeah, you are correct. Uh-oh. So Alex gets it. Ding, ding, ding. There we go. That's hey, the hey, 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 yeah, Mark, you were right. He did write, uh, dear friend, but that wasn't related to when he was in uh, recovering yet. Uh, now I'm here. <laughs> yeah, the... Mark, I'm sorry. How does you he write like the... my new? You always get the that's, brunt that's of these. Ryan was all hopped <laughs> up on sure. morphine, and he's writing my favorite Queen song. Jesus. Yeah, I think it had to do with yeah, his recovery. Like, now I'm here, like, where, I, where I'm coming back. I think it has something to do with that, yeah, where I'm kind of getting coming out of the... I could uh, see yeah. him laying in the hospital bed just playing those simple chords. I could see it. I'd love to, that I, riff, I'd love to, I'd love to hear that. Like, you walk into the hospital, you got the nurse, all of a sudden you just hear from the hospital room. Bring in my, yeah, bring in my AC, uh, yeah, my Vox, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right, all right that was good. Here we go. Or flush it. Okay, well... Chris, you got one more. You can use it here or there. Uh, I'm going to use it here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, tonight's orders, I'm going to start this one off. Then it's Mark, Kevin, and Chris. So Brighton Rock, yeah, I'm going to give this one a love. Uh, Like I said, it started off a little weird at first, but uh, eventually started rocking out and getting really cool. And after numerous listens, I kind of started to appreciate it as a whole. So love for me. Mark? 
I am going to be early on this one and I'm going to buy it. Um, I've wow. got uh, a couple of fairies on my playlist so far and I feel like I could use a little bit of rock. Mm. Uh, and <laughs> as much as rock. I don't really care too much <laughs> for the noodling in the middle, um, I at least like the adventure. Uh, I guess it's it's a very queen way of uh, uh, interpreting hard rock and it's, it's, it's the kind of thing that you would show somebody and say, this is what Queen can pull off in that vein, and that's such a warm blanket early in the verse. It's so good, so mm, gotta buy it. Got it. Okay, uh, Kev, Brighton Rock. Also, I am going to give this one a love. Also, appreciate uh, Rogers drumming on this uh, uh, song. Mm, yeah, Chris. Uh, yeah, Alex, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to give it a love. Yeah, it was a slow builder for me, but after a few listens, yeah, I really began to appreciate it more. So, yeah, nice. I love. All right, track two, probably the most famous song on the album, the big single, Killer Queen. This one I will love as well. Undeniable, like I said, not tired of it yet, still great. Mark? Eh, I'm moving the other way. Give it the T. T? Wow. So this is his jump. <laughs> my, yeah. No, this is, this is nowhere near their jump. Uh, yeah. But it's just, I, I am just, wow. uh, yeah, I, I, maybe it's just a challenge to the band. Terminate this song, and where do you go from here? Yikes. That's a good point. All right, Kev. Tough customer. Uh, I'm going to give this a love. I think uh, I might not listen to this very often or maybe ever again. Who knows? <laughs> but um, I, I think it, it's an important stepping stone. All right. And Chris. Uh, yeah, I got to give this one a love. Yeah, this is where they kind of found that sound uh, for those types of songs. And it comes together perfectly here. Uh, all right track three tenement funster i'm gonna give this one a love like i said i think it's the best roger song so far <clears throat> mark ditto on that all right kev love for me yeah make it three for three and chris like a big juicy uh mastacholi from Germanos, i'm giving <coughs> it a love it's not it's not sophisticated <laughs> but it go but it goes down very well yeah yeah wow. the breadsticks yeah. on the side exactly yeah yeah all right no sponsorship here right <laughs> yeah sorry we can, you can edit it out. Do you want to throw some food our way yeah why don't you throw some food our way all right track four flick of the wrist this is where I'm going to break from the pack a little bit. I'm actually going to give this one a flush, guys. Wow. I think there are some cool stuff here, but out of the uh, out of the grand scheme of things, maybe one of my lesser favorites. So that's where I'll stick with it, Mark. Uh, yeah, I disagree. Give it a love. It's uh, <laughs> one of those songs that only Queen can pull off and how they write it. All right, Kev. Yeah, I'm completely agreeing with Mark on this one. Chris? Yeah, the discussion kind of helped raise this one for me. Uh, so I'm going to give it uh, yeah, just a, a little love. Yeah, it's a very cool kind of constructed song. Yeah. All right. Track five, Lily of the Valley. I'm going to give this one a love. I wish it was longer, but there's nothing nothing wrong with this one, in my opinion, other than just its length. I thought there was a lot of good stuff here. So, Mark? Outside of that funny tea uh, that I threw out there and your uh, flush of flicking the rest, I think there's just a little general consensus on Queen so far. All right. Everything you said. All right, Kev. I might surprise some people here and uh, I give this one a love. I think that the, the climax of the song that happens about, uh, what, three quarters or maybe a little bit more uh, really kind of brings it together and makes the song into the love category. All right. And Chris. Uh, yeah, same. Yeah, I love even for being a shorter kind of ballad song. Yeah, it's very, uh, 
it's nice and i like the seven c's connection too mm, okay yeah all right track six as you said wrapping up side one this is where i was hoping to win that trivia as you guys know this is going to be my first buy here well i will say i don't think it's 100 percent perfect all the way through this is why i'm glad we do this discography because it's a goodbye blue sky where i hear it for the first time and i'm like oh man i'm glad we did this so mark you know, we should have a category for songs like that, a playlist of the undiscovered gems, because yeah. for me, that was Girl Gone Bad and Van Halen. Uh, but anyway, I'm not as strong on this song, but it's nowhere near a flush. So love for me. All right. And Kev? Yeah, I'm going to be joining you, Alex, with the bye. And Chris. This is one of those ones again. That yeah, I same discovered. thing. My, my first buy for the evening. Yeah, I yes. I don't even need to explain. I think you guys, I think we covered it all in Cash previous discussions. Cash registers getting three buys. No <laughs> going to work three out. Buys, that's yeah. for sure. Okay, let's flip the record over. Opening up side B within the lap of the gods. Sorry, Mark. This one's getting the T. <laughs> You know, I feel a lot better about my uh, my authentic queen credentials, uh, teen killer queen, and loving in the lap of the gods. <laughs> I feel like I'm a little bit more authentic of a queen fan maybe, than you guys. Maybe, maybe. Go, go, go ham on this one. I think it's good. Cab, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I don't know tea. what to do with this one, actually. Let me see. Let me see. You know what? I'm going to give this one a love. I'm going to oh. do it. Mark convinced me is just enough to keep it. It is. It's maybe. I feel bad for it because I like it too. No, I don't feel bad for it necessarily, but the fact that you said, like, you get that bit of a break, you don't need the door kicked down every time, and you can't open with Stone Cold Crazy. Maybe it's a little bit long in yeah. the running, but. You need fine, a breather. You, know? you really do. Yeah. Well, why couldn't they make this a minute and a half though, and so yeah. one of the other minute yeah. and a half songs, three minutes? Yeah, the song. Anyway, enough for a warm squeeze. All right, Chris. Yeah, yeah the song. Uh, yeah, didn't deserve its length, but uh, yeah, this I was actually going to terminate this one until Mark kind of, as far as looking Ooh. at the context of the record, uh, and it's just its uniqueness. I didn't think of like the if it's like a dream sequence. I like that idea. Uh, and like I said, I hate to admit it after a after like two or three listens, I'm like, okay, I'd like the melody a little bit. So I'm going to give it the lightest of squeeze. It brings it from a terminate oh. up to a squeeze. Oh, yeah. Alex is Mark, alone in his team. Yeah. That's fine. Hey, I got up. Hey, using the hey, words. As my, intro, as my opening statement said, I, more of my flushes and terminates were just coming from having to pick something. It sounds like my words are like bullets. Just saving this song. Yeah. Just, just I'm glad. rapid fire. I'm glad. Protecting in the lap of the gods from the yeah. termination. I really, I really hated it initially, but I, I had to, I'm looking at it uh, objectively. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I, you got to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on over to track eight. And yes, I'm sorry to, again, just kind of pick the singles here, but this one's got to be my <laughs> second buy. Perfect song. Yeah. Mark? This would probably be my second buy, although I don't know that I want Brighton Rock and Stone Cold Crazy both on my playlist, but uh, no taking any way from the fact that it's a strong love. Kev? Absolutely. What more is there to say? Chris? Okay. There's my credit card or, uh, or my uh, PayPal account. You can <laughs> tra- yeah, I'll transfer the money. Yeah. Yeah, I just, oh my God. Yeah, just what a, what a song. I mean, this is probably Every, more... Everybody's making a run on yeah. two items today. Yeah. yeah. Cash register drawer is going. There's a Now I'm here in Stone Cold Crazy. Yeah. Better listen now. You might not be able to in the future. All right. Let's 
bring on over to Dear Friends. I love this one. I know it's short, and yes, it's Christmassy. Yes, it's Disney, but I think they do it very well, and I would pick the song over maybe some of those Christmas and Disney songs. So this one gets a love for me, Mark. Yeah, I agree. I, I Again, I can't be too offended by a minute seven. So, Kev, let's hear it. Everybody's waiting for me to terminate this song, but I'm giving it a look. Again, ah! again. Yes, well, like I said tonight. Though, though I was arguing, sneaky. I was arguing hard with this song. I didn't want to tire it. I said there was nothing wrong with it, but I, I'm not just gonna blow it up because you know I might get tired of these songs in the future. So I'll keep it around. It's all right. It it can have its spot. Sure. But I'm not going to absolutely go over the top for it. All right, Chris. Well, uh, I guess they'll give me the opportunity because I'm never not going to be tired of this song. I'm going to pull out my launch key. And we're going (laughs) to scorch. So we're going to scorch the lullaby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not coming back to the song. Yeah. What? No sleep for you tonight. No. You have this stuck in your head all night. If I want to sleep, I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch uh, some Bob Ross. If I want to sleep, I'll watch some painting. Yeah, <laughs> figure something else out. <laughs> the musical equivalent to Bob, Bob Ross. Ross yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna bring it on over to Misfire. And honestly, you guys might have brought this one down for me a little bit. I was gonna give it a like, just a light squeeze, and I think I still will. I don't think I can flush this one. I like it. It, It's got a little bit more of just kind of like a traditional kind of soft rocker. And I like John's bass playing where maybe it's not nothing crazy, but I like his little lead runs. So uh, it it just gets a light squeeze for me. Misfire. Mark. Yeah, it's very flushable, but I won't just for my reasons that I, you know, my my the irony that appeared in my life around this song. Yeah, there you go. Kev? I understand Mark's reasons, but you know my adage about being on the fence when you're unsure about a song, Alex? Mm-hmm. So this one gets the flush. <laughs> have you teed one up yet? I, I have not oh, teed one up yet. What'll it be, uh, folks? Chris? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to flush this one. This is the one I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. It is pretty forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's bring on over to Big Bad Bill of Sweet William. I'm sorry. Uh, Bring back that Leroy (laughs) Brown. This one's getting the love. I loved what they did here. I mean, yeah, it's it's a little goofy, a little quirky, but I think they pull it off very well. And I love that, uh, you know, they can just adapt to the style so well. So love for me, Mark. Yeah, I should have had more queen element and less copycat, but it's still a really... uh, a really fun song. Mm. Just a, a pleasure to listen to. Agreed. Kev? Yeah, this one got me bopping in my chair at work. I, I have to wonder if anybody saw me dancing <laughs> away there, what I was listening to. Listening they, prob- to? <laughs> they probably would have been surprised, but I'm going to give this one the love. Okay. You, didn't get pull- you didn't get pulled into your boss's office for making the uh, your co- co-workers uncomfortable. <laughs> so you got to stop that, Kevin. You know, it's a, uh, you're, it's, He's it's way too, too into this song. Right. Chris? <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to flush this one, but I I do appreciate, even though I like when Dave does it better, but uh, yeah, this is very much in Freddie's wheelhouse, and I love the way that Dave, uh, that Brian plays uh, that solo. It's mm-hmm. just very unique. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm all giving it a love. All right. 
Two tracks left. She makes me Stormtroopers in Stilettos. Kind of curious about that song title, but not enough to get rid of it. This one gets a love for me. Love the harmonies. Beautiful track. Mark? Yeah, um, I'm kind of conflicted because I want this to be the closer, but it's not. But I like Lap of the Gods a bit better. I don't know. I'm going to give this one the love. I, I do think this has got, evokes closing, you know, closing time feelings at the bar. Mm-hmm. Mark? Oh, sorry. Mark just went. Kev? Uh, this song is the definition of a snooze. <laughs> Boring. <Yeah. laughs> What's that, Calvin and Hobbes? Boring! This is Ling 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 Ling. Yeah. Chris? <laughs> okay, I mean, I, I felt like that about the uh, just like the the concept of the song but i just love the music uh, even if it is kind of slow and kind of uh but it's just yeah lots of warm blankets here yeah, the melodies are great so yeah big love all right and let's bring it on over to the final track of the album in the lap of the gods revisited this one gets the save for me i like this one more and it, maybe it's the placement uh yes you know did they have better closing anthems like we will rock you or not we will rock you but we are the champions later on absolutely but from this period i i think it's i think it worked i think it did the job so it gets the love for love for me mark uh this will be my flush i i think there's too much repetition i mean i have to flush one true that's true debate yeah i mean it's it's just it's a nine for me so it's tough all right and cuff If you might be wondering out there if I'd close this album with uh, Bring Back That Leroy Brown, the answer is yes, I would close with that song. I feel like it'd be a fun, quirky way to, to close it out. Kind of like Happy Trails. Kind of like Happy Trails. Happy Trails is a good point. All right, and Chris? Uh, yeah, I'm going to... Give it just a stock love. Uh, I do like it better than the other one, but uh, yeah, funny enough, yeah, even Mark's kind of discussion kind of did bring it down from a big love for me. Yeah, maybe it is a little bit more kind of generic. Hey, hold, but uh, hold on, but, Chris, I don't have you marked down for a flush. Uh, oh. Yeah. I f- no, hold on. No, I flushed uh, Misfire. Uh, and Alex, you, you you loved Misfire? I did. The ones that you, I flushed yeah, I, I, were uh, yeah. Flick of the Wrist and Flick I wrist. terminated uh, in the Lap of the Gods the earlier Wait. version. Yeah. Okay. Chris, what did you tee? Uh, dear friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, yeah, everyone's yeah, good. Yeah. That's right. Everyone, That's right. the All game right. is good. Uh, interesting <laughs> lack of flushes and terminates. Have to ask anybody else. Convinced by my nine? Anybody else want to give the album a boost? What did I'm it bumping it to a 7.5. What was my... Oh, I uh, only got one flush and you got... Uh, oh, you do have two flushes. What was my... Uh, two, uh, two flushes and a T. I feel like... Chris, you were seven and you had two buys and one flush. You're okay, at a seven right. now. Where are you going to go? So, so there's, what, 13? Yeah, there's 13 13 tracks songs, there. and you only flushed one of them. Uh, I guess I'll do a mathematic. Uh, let's see what would that be. Uh, I'll I'll bump it to a, uh, I guess I'll bump it to an eight. Yeah. Okay. I'm, te- I'm tempted 8. to go down a half point just because you guys brought down Misfire a little bit for me. But I still like it. I, if anything, I will go to an 8.25. 
And I don't know. I might as well just keep it <laughs> at 8.5. Yeah, just keep it where it's at. I like this album. Okay. So I, I got rid of three, right? So 10, yep. 10 of them I liked at 76, 77%. So I feel like a 7, 7.5 is pretty fair sure. for me. It doesn't have to be mathematical. It can be irrational. That's part of the fun of it. But uh, interesting. I did bump it to a one. No. <laughs> to a one. No, 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 no. No, I'm not editing that cell. Um, so the uh, consensus seems to be this is the best Queen album so far. Uh, definitely. A, uh, a step. Well, we'll see where they go next because we have some hits up on deck. But before we get there, um, I, I think we got Now I'm Here as our 30 seconds to the opening. I think we're consensus on yeah. that. Um, what do you take away from this? I liked, I think Kevin and Alex have their point with uh, writing arena songs before the arena act. Um, Chris, you got any thoughts on what you would take away with this? Um, e- yeah, I mean, as far as uh, yeah, just the overall uh, yeah musical composition. You uh, as far as taking risks, I guess. Yeah, they this is where they really the risks start paying off. As far mm-hmm. as sometimes if you uh, if you've uh, kind of you, yeah, you're kind of you got this idea and you do care enough about it. Yeah, that uh, and this was the time You'd eventually uh, you'll be able to realize it. Right, and this was that time where that was kind of embraced too. I mean, this was definitely like kind of that uh, late '60s, early mid '70s, like that seven, eight year period where yeah, it was encouraged. Uh, mm-hmm. I would I would say this is kind of the tail end of that. Uh, uh, you know, where bands were encouraged because it kind of started with the Beatles as far as writing and kind of doing your own thing after like the early the '50s and '60s, which it was very much a corporate. Like you were like okay, you showed up here, are the songs you're saying here is like how do this is how it is. And then all of a sudden you started having just like the like band identity, like this is who we are. And I think Queen, I think Queen just got right in there, yeah. Before you kind of got into the, I guess you could say like the like the Ario Speedwagons and the Foreigners and where that kind of whole, uh, where you started getting back into the uh, like this is you know you have to do it this way again. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. very we're very we're we're very much still in the territory of uh, crafting your own destiny. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and and, and, yeah. and being rewarded for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And yeah. my takeaway would uh, be that um, sometimes it's good just to keep the momentum going. You know, you have a forced deadline, you have, or whatever, you have two weeks, or you have kind of a, a crazy situation to deal with in the band. You know, sometimes that works out, and you just keep going. You like you keep pressing through it, and you keep writing, and and then all of a sudden you have thirteen songs. Kind of unusual for the nineteen seventies. Um, song lengths are. Uh, um, quite short on this album. I don't know what the average song length is, but it's a 38-minute album with 13 tracks. So uh, they obviously had quite a bit of momentum, and they kept it going. And will they keep it going into 1975? Well, I think many know the answer to that question already because A Night at the Opera is coming up next featuring uh, one of my favorite Queen songs, Bohemian Rhapsody, for sure. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be fun, fun, fun. Can't wait, and we will see you next week hear from us again at 1975 and a night at the opera see you then